Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your businesses. Well, we talked often here on the program about lithium and what's going on in, in this industry. Uh, very fascinating to me. It's one of the most uh, important areas of investment, uh, not to mention having a, a tremendously positive impact when it comes to environmental issues. And so really uh, looking forward to uh, my guest today, Tim McCutcheon. He is advisor to Wealth Minerals. Um, and welcome to the program, Tim. Uh, we've had spokespeople from Wealth Minerals on several times before, but, you know, we always have new listeners, and old listeners need to be reminded about what Wealth uh, Minerals does. So real quickly, a little bit about that before we get into our topic. Okay, super, super. I mean, if you were talking about the, 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 the lithium space and sort of uh, how Wealth Minerals fits into it, I mean, it, it's a very small industry. I think it's got a lot of headlines and everything, but it's a very, very small industry. There aren't a lot of players in it. Um, and that's sort of the opportunity and the problem of the industry generally, right, which is that you have these multi-billion dollar multinational companies where it's very hard to get them focused on a very small part of the production chain, even though that small part is absolutely crucial for what, you know, for them to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And where we fit into that is, you know, we have these two assets in Chile. Chile is well endowed with lithium. There's a lot of lithium there. Uh, and yet as a jurisdiction, it's had some um, a rough time kind of getting its act together. Um, it's a very legalistic place. And so because of that, it means that you're, you know you're going to wake up in the morning with no surprises. Everything's going to be very uh, prescribed by law and property rights and everything else. But the flip side to that is that it's because it is so legalistic, it's sometimes very hard to get things done because there are so many people and so many institutions and, and whatnot that are involved in moving a project forward. Um, but our main project is the Atacama. Uh, uh, we have basically this, this salar, this dried salt lake bed with a large amount of lithium underground. The southern part of the salar, which we do not own, that accounts for about a quarter of global production, and it's the lowest cost, highest grade source of lithium in the world. We have the northern part, but all of the geology work that we've done is pretty clear that the material that's being mined in the south part is the same material that we have on our property in the north. So Potentially, this asset's worth billions of dollars. I mean, it is really a world-class asset, uh, really second to none right now in the global space. And the other asset we have is a thing called Ayagüe, which is a little further north in Chile on the Bolivian border. And Ayagüe is a smaller asset, but because it's a little bit off the beaten path, it attracts a lot less tension. It makes it easier to get all of that permitting and ESG-type stuff done so that you can actually bring it forward uh, and, and bring it to production. And, and by on itself, it's certainly a, a very uh, attractive asset. It's just Atacama is just so much bigger that it kind of, you know, it's it's the little brother, if you will, to, to Atacama. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, for the listener that may not be familiar, I, it's pretty ubiquitous now in terms of our vernacular that uh, lithium drives EV. I mean, <laughs> it drives all things electric. Uh, EV electric vehicles had very little uh, viability until they could figure out how to really get some uh, get uh, significant distance out of it, and lithium has been that game changer. So when it comes to uh, the situation, talk specifically uh, about the new policy that Chile has and and how it's different from earlier policies. And, and by the way, for those familiar with not familiar with Chile, Chile, a lot of people think uh, uh, of Chile. Oh, that's just another one of those crazy Latin American countries, which is not a very smart way to think. <laughs> There's a lot of nuance in all those Latin American countries, uh, but but particularly with with Chile, it has an incredible history of strong property rights, incredibly wealthy. 
Uh, and uh, in fact, when, when other countries in the region have earthquakes, uh, they're right there with Canada, United States, and other affluent countries uh, providing aid. I will th- say that Chile has become more volatile in recent years, which makes everyone concerned. But by law and by, by uh, statute and by now decades of history, um, it is overwhelmingly the most stable government in that hemisphere. Yeah, and, and I mean, so, so the, the short version of the story uh, is that uh, what the, the administration has done has basically put the, 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 the reputation of the president's office on the line and said that we are committing to uh, seeing the lithium industry move forward, full stop. In the past, there's always been sort of some wishy-washiness in the president's office because of all of the various interest groups uh, sort of involved in all of this. And this president, Bush, is the first guy to come forward and say, this is going to happen, and we're going to put the full force of the office of the president behind uh, this policy. And what it basically does is it makes explicit things that have been implicit in the past. So, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of market observers, you know, interpreted that, I think, in the wrong way. Uh, it's not nationalization because nationalization can only happen if you own something and government takes it away from you. That's not what the government is saying. What the government is saying is, is that, look, there are these laws on the book regarding the production of lithium, regarding the ownership of lithium that make it a strategic metal, which means that it must be under the control of the government, right? Those laws have been there from the very beginning, so everyone knew about them. Uh, the question was, is, well, how do you work that so that everyone comes out uh, as a winner? And what the president said is, look, the government control means 51% ownership, right? But then what we know, reading between the lines, is that you can have nominally the government owning 51% of a lithium asset, but then you have, but they don't want to run lithium projects, right? So what you can have is a operational agreement where effectively through royalties and operating fees and everything else, the economics of the operation can be very much more, you know, in favor of the private operator. In this case, it would be us, right? But the, the nominally, the government would still have control. And this is done, frankly, all over the world. So there's nothing new here about how this is done. What makes it different now is that Boris came out and actually said this. You know, so this is how this is going to work, and these are the, the government's got to get behind here and make sure that all of the ESG stuff, environmental, social, governmental stuff, that the government is behind uh, people to make it move forward. So that means company, governmental, and indigenous community relations, that whole triangle to make sure that local people are you know, happy with how things are going and they benefit. It means that all of the environmental work that's done, that the government is behind that and not just actively sort of, you know, actively being passive and kind of letting various smaller agencies, you know, determine the fate of multi-billion dollar projects. The government's going to say, no, for the, for the greater good of the country, we need to be involved and make sure these things move forward. And then the other thing, just again, for your readers to understand, is that Chile does have lithium operations, but legally they're very strange constructs. They've been in production now for decades, and yet the producers, and some of them are listed on the, um, on the New York Stock Exchange, they don't actually own the license. They're just basically production contractors to a state company. So a lot of people in New York, for example, look at all this, and they think, oh, this is the, they, they don't understand that the companies that are listed in London, uh, and sorry, listed in New York, don't actually own the license upon which they, they extract lithium. And so so it's not doesn't serve as a template, even though it's such a huge producer globally. Yeah, yeah. Got to begin to wrap it up with that. Uh, really appreciate your uh, being with us, Tim uh, McCutcheon. Glad to have you. You're with Wealth Minerals. 
real quick, when I mean like 30 seconds, final thoughts and the website. Yeah, look, so uh, wealthminerals.com, pretty easy website. The key thing about our company is that it's been a long time coming in terms of us and the Chilean government sort of figuring out how to move forward. All of these catalysts are happening right now. We're doing a lot of work in the field, which is going to culminate in a very uh, uh, progressive timeline of benchmarks that are going to be hit and knocked off, adding value to the projects moving forward. So it's a good time to take a look at the company because lithium in general is hot, and we're basically a high-growth story. All right. Thanks so much for being with us. I am Kevin Thank Price. Thank this you. is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.